All right, all right. What's happening, everybody? Clay here from Block Bites. I hope everyone's having an awesome Monday. Just wanted to uh, go ahead and, and, and get things kicked off as people start to roll in here. Um, and we've got Omar here from the Starkware team. I think we've got you pulled up on stage, Omar. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm very fine. Can you hear me well? I can hear you just fine, my friend. Can you hear me well as also? Yes, yes, I can hear you very, very good. Thank you for, for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here with you. Absolutely, man. We, we've been, uh, I have been very excited about this. I think, you know, we're really trying to uh, start a kickoff of, of Twitter Spaces on Mondays, and I think that Starkware is going to be our inaugural Spaces partner for Monday. So couldn't be more excited All to right. have you. Now, uh, I'm also very excited to be with you, and. And I'm happy to talk about the Star Wars, the Star Wars, and anything that you want. Very happy to be sharing with you. For sure, for sure. We're, uh, you know, like I said, thanks for making the time. You know, there's so much talk in in the space uh, about Ethereum and Ethereum Layer Two scaling, and you guys are are really, you know, an OG in this in this game. And uh, <laughs> you know, so you've you've been at it for a long time. And frankly, man. Honestly, I, I, yeah. I'm just as excited to literally do the spaces to learn uh, from you and with you as I think a, a lot of our listeners will be as well. Uh, and so, you know, yeah. so I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, thank you very much. And something that a lot of people don't know is that we have been on mainnet using zero knowledge technology since June 2020. So indeed, we are OG. We have been working on this since a long time and... Yes, our goal as Star Wars is to scale Ethereum and, and scale it, and that's the only goal we have. Man, yeah, there's there's so much to talk about, and you like you've got so much, you know, so many different layers of technology, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into to, to each one, and 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 I hope we're gonna try to ELI five this thing as much as we can. Explain it like I'm five because uh, there's a lot of moving parts, and I think that you know a lot of this stuff goes um, you know over folks' head at times. And as I was doing my sort of preliminary research, um, you know, I, I tried to, to make sense of it all. And obviously that's why we're here and we're going to do a good job of that. So just to kind of set the stage, you know, I think for, for the folks that are tuned in, we're going to do, you know, a quick round of introductions, um, really talk about, you know, what is the purpose of, of your team, Omar? Um, you know, what is Starkware and, and what is, you know, what's Starkware's mission in crypto? Uh, we're going to, we're going to go into things like, um, why does Ethereum need Starkware products and services? Uh, what are what are ZK Starks? What are validity proofs? What is StarkX? Um, what is StarkNet? And and then just so, you know so many things beyond all of that. So I think that's uh, probably a good place to start in terms of agenda. Uh, so we'll get start we'll get started right. there, man. If that's cool with you. That's perfect for me. And yes, for sure. If you want, we can. Take on first, uh, like what what we do, what is our goal, and why do 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 Ethereum needs our products? What we are doing? What yeah, do yeah. I mean, honestly, man, if you could just like get, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you're 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 a developer, but oh, a little perfect. bit of background on yourself and, and how you got involved with Starker would be would be awesome. Perfect. Okay. Yes. So my name is Morris Pahel. I'm very happy to be uh, with all you folks, and I work in at Star Wars as a developer advocate. So our goal is to train people, educate, make as easy as possible for people to get into StarNet and to build, because that is something that is very relevant from our ecosystem. And it's a little bit different from other ecosystem. We, we like builders, we love builders, 
We like people that like to code and create stuff in, in, on top of a Starnet. That's our main goal. We want people to build, to code, to create. So my goal is precisely to make as easy as possible for people to get into Starnet. Uh, before that, I was working at Hoinface, uh, an amazing open source AI company that I invite you all to check. It's a, like kind of like a counterforce to open AI and closed AI. So it's worth checking all the work that they are doing Hogging Face in the open source arena. And yes, basically I'm a lover of open source, of sharing and making people to create cool stuff. That's me. Amazing. Amazing. So how did you go from, from your previous gig to kind of what you're doing now? Oh, perfect. So I was working on AI and machine learning in Hogging Face and I thought they, that, that there's something new coming, something that is very powerful. I, I get into Star Wars uh, at Star Wars within the bear market. So it was kind of like a weird time to, to get into, uh, into crypto. But I think, I really think that there's like a lot of future in crypto. Once we have all the scalability that we're looking for, we can get into, into building very cool stuff because as I said before, I'm a believer in open source. But now, I, after working at Hoin Face, I realized that there was like a different, like a like a next layer for open source, and that source is decentralization. Because you know, we have seen a lot of stuff that uh, they say that they are open source, but for example, GitHub with up with the tonal cache stuff, so they are open source. I really believe they were really really open source. They were hosting all the open source projects, but then you realize that they can as easily as as, the, as as possible to to close open source projects like to now cache, ban users. So then I realized, okay, that there's a next layer to open source and that is called decentralization. And that's what I get, I got into into Starnet, which is actually very, very, we're looking to be very decentralized, completely open source. And of course, uh, following all the decentralization and security of Ethereum. Amazing. So, so really, you know, taking all of the best uh, elements of Ethereum and then adding, you know, the the layer two scalability exactly. of what you guys are building with Starknet. So, so we're going to get into to all of that for sure. So, before we do that, um, let's start maybe a little bit higher level. So, you know, what is Starkware? So, like a high level overview. You know, why was it started? What is its core mission? And, and what is your long term purpose in market as far as Starkware is concerned? Perfect. Okay, so Star Star Wars started as a company in 2017. The the goal it, it, it's it's based on Israel and they have amazing cryptographers there. So it started in 2017 with the goal of working with Starks, which is a cryptographic primitive that is working with zero knowledge. So it's very interesting. So they started creating some some cool stuff with the Starks. Then they created Stark X. And we can talk about that in a moment, but basically StarkX is kind of like a, a tailor-made solution for different projects, companies, so that they can use the power of a layer two, that is scalability, cheap transactions, uh, faster transactions, but keeping the security of Ethereum. Uh, this is different from what you have in a sidechain, that or a sidechain or an alternative layer one where, where you don't where you are not leveraging the power of the security of Ethereum and this is key. So you get uh, projects like Immutable X, projects like uh, Sorer, and uh, DYDX, Renofi, uh, and, and a lot of other projects that are on top of StarkX. They are using the technology built by Star Wars using the Starks. So they are leveraging all this power. So that is basically the start of, of a Star Wars as a company. 
StarkX. I don't know if you want to, to go deeper into what StarkX is. Yeah, uh, yeah. So actually, I, I even want to back up a couple steps because um, sure, sure. You know, I definitely want to get into StarkX, StarkNet. But I think that if we can start Perfect. even even higher, right? So so why why does Ethereum? Because you know a lot you know a lot of a lot of our community is very familiar with with the layer one scene, um, and you know layer twos as far as Ethereum are concerned are becoming more and more you know the narrative is really starting to catch wind and for good reason, but I think it'd be good to explain to folks why does Ethereum need um, you know why does Ethereum need th- uh, uh, companies like Starkware, like what what is a layer two trying to achieve? And then we can talk about kind of Stark specifically. And I've got a lot of questions around Starks as far as validity proofs versus zero knowledge. But why does Ethereum need layer twos? Just at its most basic form. Perfect. That's a great question. And actually, I forgot to answer the part of the goal of Starkware. So so basically, the goal of Starkware is precisely that: a scale Ethereum. So why, why does Ethereum need this? Because Ethereum, uh, by design, it was decided that it will be very decentralized. So it will prioritize the centralization part. That means prioritizing the security part. So no, uh, no, not, not a single party can decide to shut down transactions or shut down the entire ecosystem. So we have a decentralized ecosystem. This is very different from what was built with other layer ones that may be prioritizing, I don't know, scalability from the start. That is quick transactions, fast transactions with, I don't know, very cheap transactions, but they are forgetting about the part of the centralization. So everybody wants to do different kinds of stuff. In the case of Ethereum, by design, we are choosing to optimize by for decentralization. The problem here is that when we're prioritizing decentralization, we will have a lot of different computers we want different computers around the world to check to check the transactions that are passing. That is, we're not trusting anyone. We're trusting the machines, the algorithms. So every transaction that passes will be evaluated, will be validated by a lot of different computers. These, these are called nodes. Okay? Uh, so we want as much as nodes as possible. But the problem is that this will make the ecosystem slower because it had to pass through a lot of different computers and also a lot more expensive because you have to pay and incentivize these different computers to to make the transactions. So, uh, in other words, uh, Ethereum is, is prioritizing for decentralization, but it's not taking care about the scalability parts that is fast transactions and cheap transactions. So, there comes a layer two like Starnet, but you can also count in there other layer tools like Arbitrum, uh, Optimism, and so on. So what they want to do is keep all this, all this decentralization, all this security that Ethereum is working on that has already leveraged a huge community, which is very hard to do, and, oh, and now provide the next step. That is cheap transactions and uh, fast transactions. So they are choosing different ways to do this. They, they are using, for example, uh, Optimism and Arbitrum. They, they are using fraud proofs. They are using uh, optimistic rollups, as they are called. And other, other, other projects, for example, CK Sync and, and Starnet, they are choosing to use zero knowledge proofs, which are different from fraud okay. proofs. So I don't know if it was, uh, it makes sense uh, what I said. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it sounds like, you know, Ethereum as a network is, you know, it, it's expensive and it's, it's you know, it, there's, a, there's a ton of nodes worldwide. And so it's quite, you know, slow to process and it takes, you know, it take, the transactions take a long time. 
and and Starkware is producing a couple different softwares that are going to help solve that problem as a layer two uh, on Ethereum. Is that is that a is that a decent way to phrase it? That is that is the best way to phrase okay. it. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Um, well, that's that's perfect. So, I mean, that that sort of sets the stage for sort of exactly what you know I was interested in in understanding. And so, you know, as I read about you guys, I mean, you know, you you've been around for for three years. It sounds like uh, maybe the founders had some sort of uh, co you know connection with with Vitalik himself, sort of back in the day in in the building of Ethereum. Is that is that true? Well, I don't know exactly at, at the building of, of Ethereum, but yes, yes, the founders have been involved in the blockchain world since a long time. For example, Eliben Sasson, which is one of the, maybe the main creator of the Starks that we are using, and also, for example, other projects are using such as Polygon Maiden. Uh, he is the founder of Star Wars, and he was also involved in the, in the founding of, of Zcash, for example. He was, uh, we got people in Star Wars that were also involved in the, creation of the snarks, which is which are the, the other type of primitive for zero knowledge. So yes, yes, we have a lot of people that are OGs in the cryptographic world. All right. So so Starkware has uh, a ton of OGs in the cryptographic world and it probably explains the progress you've made of turning what I would imagine to be moon math into production grade and efficient software uh, that can run on Ethereum. So, uh, so, so let's, let's get into a little bit of the software itself. So, uh, you know, I think that it probably makes sense to start with, with Starks technology because uh, there's, you know, from, from my understanding, there's Starks and there's Snarks and, and I'm not going to, we're going to, I think we're going to stay away from the Snarks side unless you think it makes sense to go there. But, you know, as far as Starkware is concerned, uh, you guys are, are sort of the pioneers of this of this Starks technology. So scalable, uh, scalable, transparent, augment of knowledge is as what I understand the acronym is. And so, uh, basically, a validity proof system that uh, that enables and provides verifica uh, verification of computation. So basically, it allows the processing of big computation uh, generated from a proof. Uh, and, and the fact that it's correct, and then you verify that proof in a few different steps. So I probably did a, 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 you know, a butchering job of explaining Starks, but do you feel like Starks are a good place to start in terms of explaining the tech? Yes, yes it makes a lot of sense. Since Starks is, are the core of the founding of Star Wars. It's actually in the name of Star Wars and also in the name of StarkNet. Uh, so yes, yes, Starks are the... You, I think you explained it very, very well. So Starks... For example, I, I'm right now looking at an article from Vitalik 2017. I really recommend you to look at it. It's called Starks Proofs with Polynomials. And he, had, he, he wrote three different parts. It's very, very interesting, and you can go deep into that. But uh, here is very interesting to me that he says that Starks are basically like, a next, like an evolution of a Snarks. A snarks are currently being used, uh, for example, in protocols such as uh, Zcash, uh, I think also Polygon, a couple of projects from Polygon are using Snarks. They are very, very used. They are very common, but they have a problem that the Starks are looking to, to, to solve, which I think is the main advantage that the Starks have on top of Snarks. That is that they are, theoretically, they are quantum resistant. So, you know, we will have in a, maybe, in, I don't know, uh, a lot of people differ on, on when we, we will have quantum computers that will be able to break uh, cryptographic codes, uh, specifically the elliptic curve cryptography. Uh, I think it could be, it could take about five years. So for example, uh, 
uh, Bitcoin will be in problems with, when that happens. Of course, Ethereum layer one will be also in problems with that when when that is happening. And also, everything that is based on snarks will have to improve. On uh, will have to change something in order to resist quantum attacks. That is the main advantage that we have with the snarks. And the goal of the building of the stars was precisely that. And again, it was invited, invented by Eli Ben Sasson. And then he founded Star Wars using stars. And a lot of projects were interested in them. Uh, Vitalik, uh, in a, I think it was like a couple months ago that he mentioned that stars are future proof. Being that, that when you build something with the Starks, you will be sure that they can resist these quantum attacks. Eventually, every, every other project that wants to survive might need to change to something that is quantum proof. And right now we have the Starks. So that is the main, the main advantage that we have with Starks. Okay. So, you know, because I'm also using this, this spaces to learn. So if I was going to, you know, kind of say some of that back to you, is it safe to say that, that Starks play a key role in Ethereum scalability, basically allowing like large computations to be done off chain, uh, leaving only the verification of, of the transactions to be done on chain, meaning on Ethereum itself. So, so really that they require a fraction of the computation uh, once the transaction reaches Ethereum. Is that, is that a decent way to explain a Stark? Mm, yes, yes. I think that here, uh, okay, so Starks are independent of the blockchain as itself. Okay. Uh, Starks are more like a cryptographic uh, primitive. They do, they do, uh, they can so 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 maybe we should get a little bit into what zero knowledge is. Stars are primitive for zero knowledge. So basically, maybe a lot of you are already aware of this, but zero knowledge is a very important technology. It's very interesting and also kind of controversial. But basically, what you can do is tell you I can tell you something without having you to show that that actual thing. So for example, I can tell you, hey, I know your age. Mm-hmm but without having to reveal exactly what your age is. You, you simply have to, you, you trust me, even if you don't know, if, even if I don't show you exactly what I'm telling you. So, so this, uh, we frequently say, hey, for me to believe you, I have to see it. So it, that is very common. But now, thanks to uh, zero knowledge, you, I don't have to show you in order for you to believe me. So stars are, are a primitive for this, also snarks are primitive okay. for this. And now we can use this in order to scale Ethereum using a layer two uh, based on zero knowledge proofs. For example, using Starnet, using a CK Sync, and other projects that are being built right now, like the zero knowledge EVMs. So what we do there is what you said, that we get a lot of different transactions uh, and we bundle them into a single package. And then we computed off-chain a lot of different transactions. So computing something off-chain, that is that means that we are not making the calculation on top, for for example, of Ethereum layer one, you know that any transaction layer one is very costly. So if you have a lot of transactions and process them in the layer one, it's very expensive. Right. Now imagine if we process all those transactions on off-chain, that, mean, that being, for example, in a huge computer, something like any other company in the world does. And then we, can, we create a proof using uh, all these bundle of transactions, we are altering the state of, of the blockchain. That being the the state is kind of like the database. I, I like to think about it like the database of the of the of the blockchain. So Ethereum has a, a database that we call the state that shows, for example, I don't know, John has uh, one ETH, Omar has two ETH, 
And Omar is making a transaction for, uh, where he's sending one it to John. So John has two it and Omar one it. So that state changes. So we, so we make all these calculations of chain. Then we compress them using zero-notch technology and making a validity proof. And that's what, uh, what you said before. So we compress them, all these transactions, into a single uh, state change because now the state is different. And I send them to the layer one and tell them, hey, we computed all these transactions of chain and we compress them using a validity proof, in this case, using zero knowledge and Stark technology. And I'm sending, sending it to you, layer one, where there is a contract, a smart contract called the Starnet smart contract that is basically validating that these proofs were correct so that the off-chain uh, processing of all these transactions is indeed correct. So now we have to pay only for the validation of this bundle of transactions. We don't have to pay for each of the different transactions. We are only validating all the transactions and then we change the state of the team layer one. If everything goes uh, right and the proof is uh, was built uh, uh, well and then the validating contract says that everything is all right, then we're altering the state of Ethereum layer one. That is more or less what is happening. I don't know if I could explain it very well. Let me know. <laughs> no, that's, I, I actually think that was, that was really perfect. It, it made a ton of sense to me. So, I mean, really the results are Ethereum security uh, and, and, and really low cost gas per transaction uh, when, when going this route. Is that, is that fair to say? Exactly, exactly. The, the costs are, are reduced a lot because uh, you, you don't have to process each of the different uh, transactions. You can o you have only to you have only to pay for the validating of the proofs that contains all the changes in the state caused by the by the different transactions that were computed off chain. So that makes the cost cheaper. Okay, okay. great. So uh, as I was kind of going through research and reading, there was there was an, and maybe this is not a road we need to go down. You tell me, but there was there was mention of validity proofs and zero knowledge proofs. And so I was a yeah. bit unclear as to whether, uh, you know, Starkware, Starknet and StarkX and then the technology you guys power uh, was utilizing validity proofs or zero knowledge proofs or if they're sort of simultaneously one and the same. Um, do you think that's worth uh, explaining? Yes, yes, it's very interesting because there's kind of like a small debate on whether we should call the layer tools that are based on zero knowledge technology as zero-knowledge rollups or validity rollups because precisely what you said. So zero-knowledge is very related with privacy. As I told you before, I can show you something without, I, I, can, I can tell you that I know something without actually showing you the fact that I know. So it's very related with privacy. And uh, so, so there's just a couple of projects that are actually using privacy right now. For example, one of them is Aztec, although it is Aztec is using snaps, if I am not wrong, and risk zero. They, I think they are using Stacks technology indeed, uh, uh, but they are actually using privacy, okay? But the, the, the vast majority of zero knowledge projects, like all the zero knowledge VMs, Starnet, CKSync, and so on, they are using actually a validity, they, they are actually validity rollups in the sense that there is no privacy. So we don't have privacy right now on a standard. We don't have privacy on the knowledge VMs. Uh, what we have there is that we're using the knowledge technology in order to compress all these transactions and make it cheaper to, to, to process them. So we are using knowledge technology for scalability, not for privacy. 
Uh, what we're hoping in the future is to have, for example, Aztec as a layer three on top of Starnet. So uh, not, not precisely the Starnet, the, 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 the Starnet per se, but we can have, uh, I don't know, something like a fork of Starnet on top of, 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 of Starnet as a layer three, so we can have both privacy and scalability. Because it's also important to mention that when you have privacy, you don't necessarily have scalability. So it's so those are two different concepts, and Star Wars has since the beginning trying to push the name of validity rollups instead of zero knowledge rollups. So it is clear that we are looking for uh, scalability and not for privacy. Very interesting. So so the idea of zero knowledge rollups is a bit of a misnomer, which uh, is is maybe news to some. Certainly certainly news to me. So I think all right. So I think that's. An amazing yeah. explanation, and I've learned a ton already in, in 20 minutes. So, uh, I, I want to jump into uh, so, so I want to jump into to products. So, Starkware provides two solutions to scale Ethereum with Starks, uh, StarkX and, and StarkNet, and so um, as sort of two, two core products. So, uh, I, I'd love to jump into StarkX first, and so. You know, my, my understanding is, is StarkX is an, an application-specific layer two scaling en engine. So in, in plain English, StarkX is a toolbox uh, kind of used as uh, for, for applications and, and then projects can use to achieve uh, cheaper off-chain computation. So um, sort of how would you explain StarkX and, uh, and what is it used for? Perfect. So StarkX was... Uh, the first big product that Star Wars had. So it, it is already processing transactions on mainnet since June 2020. So as we mentioned before, we're really OGs in the zero knowledge world. This is a lot of years before, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know I, I'm not sure if, for example, Polygon or Scroll and so on, they have already pushed transactions into mainnet. If I'm not wrong, they haven't yet. But we have already done this since 2020 using zero knowledge and Stark's technology. So so StarkX has been has been building the stuff since I don't know, like two, three, almost three years ago. So we have huge projects on top of them. For example, uh, there are actually some unicorns uh, like Immutable X, Reno Five, DYDX, Sorare, which is very, very interesting. And uh, I'm always looking at Champions League uh, soccer football games, <laughs> and and there's always a Sorare uh, ad in the in, in the field. So. So Rare is on top of StarkX, which is which is very, very, very interesting. So StarkX, what it does is basically use the Stark technology to scale, uh, uh, scale use the Stark technology to scale and Ethereum security to protect the transactions of the products that, that want to be very fast, very cheap, like immutable, of course, and so rare, but also they want to be very secure so they don't want to go into an alternative layer one or a sidechain. <coughs> Sorry. So... StarkX is basically basically that. Uh, but the problem with the start and the limitation that we have with the StarkX, sorry, with the StarkX is that it's closed. So in order to enter and build on top of StarkX, you have to talk with the Star Wars team, you have to, to tell them that you have this intention, and then you can uh, sign an agreement. So it's closed. Not not everybody can build Got on it. it. So StarkX is, is permissioned, basically. Exactly. That is the word permission, okay. yes. Got it. So yeah, so I mean that that makes a ton of sense, and and I know that uh, you know in in the the research that I had done, you know it's it seems like you guys had, had settled um, a massive amount of transactions on Ethereum already. Uh, I'm trying to trying trying to find yeah. the exact number here. I think it was 
Uh, yeah, so I think it was 50 million transactions and $250 billion since the summer of 2020 with Starkware technology. So uh, as, as you said, yeah. some of the other players in the space who are touting uh, zero-knowledge EVM and so on actually have not. You know, they certainly haven't achieved milestones like that. So, uh, 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 For example, we, uh, something that is very, very cool is that we have already processed over 80, 80 I think it's 80, 80 million. million. Wow transactions with NF with NFTs only with wow. NFTs so I, I I don't know I don't have the exact number for for all the transactions but at least we have 80 million for NFTs using immutable and other projects so so yes 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 this is huge and something that is worth mentioning is that we have learned a lot uh, a lot along the way using StarX because this is a very complex technology and you can make mistakes so we have had problems, I don't know, maybe in 2020 we have a couple problems, in 2021 again, and so on. But what, that helps us to iterate the product. So, you know, in engineering, in product, you have to iterate a lot, a lot, a lot in order to have a proper product. So that, that, that has been all applying our knowledge for Starnet that we can, we can talk a little bit about that later. But we have learned a lot along the way and we have applied and improved a lot. So the fact that we have been in the market for a long time has helped us improve the product a lot. And that is something that only experience can give right. you. Right. Absolutely. Um, that, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. And, and since you guys have been do- at it for so long, uh, you're certainly a market leader in the, you know, in, in the, the validity roll-up or zero-knowledge space, depending on, on which, which one you want to call it. But uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask <laughs> about sort of so StarkX is a product. So it's, you know, it's a permission product. It sounds like there's a toolbox of useful you know, applications to help um, you know, protocols get started if they want to if they want to take advantage of, of the the Stark technology and and everything that that Starkex has to offer. One of those pro, um, one of those protocols that that chose to do so, uh, you mentioned was Immutable X, which which has a game called Gods Unchanged, uh, Gods Unchained, um, and you know it's it's a massive Web3 game and Web3 gaming is is absolutely huge, um, and so you know. Can, can you talk a little bit about sort of, you know, why they chose to build on, on, on StarkX and, and what they've done with the technology since partnering with you guys? So I think it's always good to put sort of, you know, real world context to the tech. Sure, sure, sure. So Immutable X is, a, is an amazing company. I really admire them. And they chose us because, because they want both scalability, but the security of Ethereum. So they were not uh, comfortable sacrificing security and decentralization, and also uh, the fact that you are owner of the of the NFTs that they are providing you. So, so they want to do something very decentralized, but they were not. I think that they were not also very comfortable with having very costly transactions. So they decided to create something new and trust the start technology and go with 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 us because actually we we. We're the only ones that can provide, using StarKicks, we're the only one that can provide very, very low transactions fees, but also keeping all, all the complete, the 100% security that Ethereum provides. So, so, so indeed, it was basically the, the only solution, and they have been with us for, since a couple of years, and we have built together a lot of very interesting stuff. I really recommend you to go into their marketplace. They are, I think they will be the leading company for, for gaming projects. And even in the bear market, uh, something that is very interesting is that we have noticed that in the bear market, a lot of the financial, the DeFi transactions decrease, right? But the NFT transactions continue to grow and grow and grow. And you can see the transactions of Immutable X and also of Sorer, which are also NFTs. And, and those transactions keep growing, growing, growing. So 
Immutable is very, very resilient to the to market fluctuations. So it's very interesting and worth looking at them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I actually saw a pretty interesting article that came out, uh, I think it was about a week and a half ago now, that, that 50% of the transactions on blockchain since the bear market has been going on have been uh, from gamers. And so I'm assuming, I'm assuming that is, to your point, uh, NFTs and and all the different you know gaming aspects of marketplaces that that they offer. So so to me it sounds like you know Immutable X with with Gods Unchained is really leveraging Stark X uh, for validity rollups for for minting and trading uh, and providing that infrastructure and tooling without compromising sort of the security of Ethereum blockchain. So I'm sure that you know, the speed of what you guys offer from an out-of-the-box solution is what helped them build and scale up to this point. Is that a, is that a fair assumption? It's, that, that is a fair assumption, but also very, very important to mention the part of the... Uh, there's also a couple other uh, capacities that you have on top of a StarKix and of a, of a StarNet that are also okay. key. That are that one of them is the decentralization part that, we, that I have mentioned a lot before, but it's very important to keep that in mind because if you want speed and you want fast, uh, fast transactions and cheap transactions, you can easily go to I don't know Solana or other layer two, layer, layer one, where you can where, where they are actually improving these kind of stuffs, but they are maybe not caring that much about decentralization and security. So it is, it, I don't know, competing on top of speed, I don't think that is the right. key. I think the, the key here is the security. The, the, the fact that you will, uh, as long as Ethereum works as a secure network, also the, this layer two will be working as a secure network. So that is one of the things that is very relevant too, aside from fast transactions. And there's also a second one that is the, the fact that you have, uh, since we are not working, and this is very relevant, we're not working using the, the, the Ethereum virtual machine, the EVM. We have a personalized, uh, our own, uh, our customized virtual machine that is called Cairo. So Cairo is our own virtual machine and it's, again, focused only on the scalability of Ethereum, okay? So, so we have some, some stuff that is not available at the, at the Ethereum virtual machine, okay? For example, in this case, what I'm thinking most of is account abstraction. So projects such as Soror, such as X, and other ones can, can, can leverage the power of account abstraction, which is built on top of a StarNet and basically is currently only available at this level of, of maturity at, uh, on top of a StarNet and StarKix. So, so this is another power that these companies can have. And this comes uh, aside from, from fast and cheap transactions, which I, again, they, you, you can find them already in another layer one or in a right. sidechain, but, but you don't have the security and account structure and that kind of stuff uh, with those projects. Right, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the marketing pitches for, for almost every chain out there is, is... Uh, low fees and fast speed. So definitely makes sense that, yeah. that security um, is arguably more important than all of them, particularly if you can deliver on, on the aforementioned. So so that's interesting that exactly. you mentioned coding in Cairo, and I want to get into that in a little bit, but I think you I think you naturally and organically segued us into sort of the next product offering from Starkware, which is StarkNet. Um, and so, you know, if you could, you know, like we, we just talked about StarkX, you know, what, what's, the, what's the main difference? Like, what is StarkNet and what is the main difference uh, maybe from StarkX to StarkNet, if that comparison even makes sense? Perfect. Yes, no, for sure it makes sense. And something that I were mentioning before getting to this is that uh, it's very interesting what you mentioned that a lot of pitches, uh, most of the pitches of these new projects is uh, uh, they are working on faster and cheaper transactions. 
But you know, in, in economics, there's this concept of, of competition on prices. So a lot of companies compete on prices on making their transactions cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. But there's no other, uh, there's hardly other differentiation between them. Okay, so, so when, when companies compete on prices, it's very, very, very difficult. It's a massacre. It's, it's very hard. It's, very, it's a very com- uh, uh, difficult way to compete. Uh, we're doing that, of course, too, but we also prefer to provide other capacities. Uh, again, uh, uh, now, aside from security, we also have these things that are uh, special for, for standard account structure and other kind of, of, of things that you can only build at this level on a stark, on StarGex and standard. So, yes, we're not trying to compete on prices that much. It is important and we're looking for them and will be very, very cheap. But we think that the real power of building with StarkX or StarNet is actually other stuff like a kind of structure. So, so now going into StarNet, so we talked before that StarKex has been on mainnet since uh, a couple of years already, but it's permission. So now what we want is to apply all this knowledge that we have from building this Stark technology, Stark's technology using StarKex, but now on a permissionless network that we call StarNet. So it's basically, uh, I, I don't know if I can call it like this, but it's basically an Ethereum in the sense that you can build whatever you want on top of it. It will, it will be decentralized, but now it will also be, it will also be uh, scalable uh, with fast uh, transactions and cheaper transactions. So StarNet is kind of like a StarKex, but permissionless. So our goal is in the in the middle in the in the middle round that we have everything that we have on top of StarKex. Uh, Pass it, move it into into Starnet. Got it. So, so is it is it is this this is a total assumption? But could StarkX as as a permissioned uh, layer two sort of be like a staging network for the transition to StarkNet, which is a permissionless smart contract layer two? Exactly. What we want in the future is exactly that to have everything on top of Starnet. And what we're trying to incentivize is for people to build on top of Starnet. So. So they can start doing whatever they want, leverage all the power of the Starnet network and Ethereum network in order to build whatever they want. Now, now we are entering kind of like a new paradigm of, of creating applications on blockchain that, that is completely new. It's something that we have never seen before. For example, uh, we had this uh, analogy that I love, uh, way, way inside the standard we love to do, is that, for example, when you're working with, this, with, with Ethereum, it's like you are, uh, I don't know, baking, baking bread, it's no, it's like toasting bread. So when you have a toaster, you can add a couple of of slices of bread, and then you will have your. You have to wait a little bit for your bread to be ready, and then you have two breads, two, two slices of bread, and then you put another two slices and go through the same process. Now, Starknet is like it's like having an oven, and uh, you can bake a lot of different uh, slices of bread at the same time. So you instead of of adding only two and wait for them to be ready, you can add, I don't know, like 20 and wait for them to be ready. And that is, that is, uh, that is uh, having more transactions uh, faster and cheaper. But, but here comes a a key difference. When you can bake bread, you can also bake, uh, I don't know, maybe like, um, like uh, uh, something very different. You can bake, I don't know, even like, uh, like a cake. You can bake a cake. Something that is, practically impossible to do in a, in a, in a I don't know, like in a toaster, yes. okay? Exactly, exactly. exactly. So, sorry, sorry if I'm missing some words uh, there, but yes, yeah, so you can do something 
that is completely different, that is impossible to do in a toaster. And that is basically startup. You can use powers like a kind of abstraction and very, very cheap fees in order to build, uh, I don't know, maybe gaming uh, games that are actually, uh, uh, I don't know, like, like, like process a lot of transactions right. that would be really, really, really expensive on a team layer one. But you can also do stuff that is impossible, like, like having a wallet where you can sign into your wallet using your face or your fingerprint, and then you can uh, transact your NFTs, no, not even being aware that you're using a blockchain, but you're actually using a blockchain. And this is something that, that startup developers are trying to leverage to create something that is completely new, completely outside of what we have built before in a layer one. So it's also very, Got very it. interesting. Okay. So, so, so StartNet, the permissionless smart contract layer two for Ethereum uh, is equivalent to, instead of dropping two slices of toast into a toaster, you're taking exactly. 20 slices of bread and putting them into an air fryer and they all toast at the same time. So if you're a game, if you're a DeFi project, if you're something else and you want mass scalability uh, and you want it to be you know, much more rapid or to do you know, anything like that, then, then StarkNet as a layer two is the place for you because you can get things done uh, at, at, with security at a far faster pace than you would if you were just ba baking a couple pieces of toast in the toaster. Is that, uh, that was tying the analogy back, but is that a fair uh, summation? That is perfect. No, no, that is perfect. But, but I think you missed the, the, maybe the most All important right. part, and maybe, maybe I don't mention it yeah. very well. But what is that you can you can put a lot of different slices of, of bread into the air fryer, but you can also add, I know, like potatoes gotcha. into the air fryer. Okay, something that you cannot put into the into the toaster, and it's completely different and impossible to do in okay. the toaster. Okay, so all right, so that that, that that's a that's a funny but perfect analogy. So. Uh, so, you know, you talked a couple times about account abstraction, and then I want to talk about Cairo uh, and also like, you know, things like Chainlink and then whether those sort of things are available in StarkNet. But let's start with account abstraction. So what is it um, and what does it mean for StarkNet? Let's just let's just simplify it for folks that don't know what account abstraction is. Perfect. Okay. So, so uh, we chose not to use the Ethereum virtual machine because the Ethereum virtual machine is very, very good for some stuff, for creating a decentralized network, for example. But it is missing the scalability part. So it is not optimized. And it's okay that, but it's not optimized for, for scalability. So we built our own virtual machine that is called the Cairo virtual machine. It, it comes with its own language and its own powers. For example, we can put inside it a kind of structure. A kind of structure is something that has been tried to, to, to apply for Ethereum layer one since a lot of years, actually since the beginning of Ethereum, uh, Vitalik wrote about adding a construction to Ethereum layer one. So what is a construction? A construction is basically that you can uh, you can abstract, you can generalize the way that you can create an account. For example, currently in Ethereum layer one, you only have one type of account, the externally owned accounts. So you, you have to sign your transactions using, for example, MetaMask or something like that, and one transaction, and then you have to approve the other transaction and so on. Now with, with, with a construction, it's, it's the future of the of the of the theorem because you can create anything that can be built in the web two in terms of accounts. What I mean with this is imagine some having like an account that is for, for a kid. So you have a, currently a lot of fintechs that are building this kind of stuff in the web two world. But now imagine you you can have like a like a, a wallet for kids where the kids can actually sign the transactions but only for amounts that are less than one it. But if the transaction comes to be bigger than one it, then the parents have to approve. They, they, they will send a message into their cell phone. Hey, your kid is trying to buy something that is bigger than one it. 
and they can say, hey, no, I don't want him to, I don't approve this transaction. Right. So you're requiring the sign of two persons. So this is a small example, but you can build different types of accounts. This is the, the kind of, uh, the kids account, for example. But this is impossible to, well, no, not impossible, but very, very difficult. And, and you won't be able to do it very well in Ethereum layer one or other, other protocols. So in the standards, we have been pioneering this, this stuff, account structure. And that takes me to what you said before of having Chainlink and uh, for all the people that are coding on top of, of, of layer one, you, you already know Open Zeppelin. So Open Zeppelin, Chainlink, and other huge protocols that are working with Team Layer One are also looking at the power that Standard provides. So what they are doing is building their own stuff and their own infrastructure on top of Cairo, our own language, programming language, in order to help the ecosystem grow. So account structure is being built in team between uh, Ethereum, uh, Open Zeppelin, Star Wars. So you have a lot of different people, very talented people working on how account structure will look because it is very, very relevant for the future uh, of, of Ethereum to have something like this. Because, you know, a lot of people are accessing Coinbase or other central exchanges like Binance because it's very, very simple to get into that. You don't have to, to have your seed phrases. You don't have to... To, to, to and you have to take in account a lot of different stuff that, that you have to do with, with your MetaMask account, for example. Now, with account structure, what we're trying to do, and it's possible right now to do it, is something like a Coinbase experience for people to get into this. But a lot of people keep getting into Coinbase and so on. And they, uh, for example, FTX got because right. for it, but they are easy to use. So people are entering there, but we want them to actually use Ethereum as a decentralized network, not as a centralized, not, not with a centralized provider like Coinbase and so on. So account structure is key for Got us. It. So account abstraction is really, it's the gateway to ease of use. So not, you know, so if, if, exactly. if my mom doesn't want to sit down and, and type in a pass, you know, understand a seed phrase and put in her, her password on MetaMask, you know, there's other types of accounts that can access uh, Starknet and, and, and be able to transact without having to go through the rigorous process of what all of us who are familiar with DeFi and the NFT ecosystems currently deal with. Exactly, that is very right. And and when you mention accessing the standard, it's also it also meaning that you can access Ethereum. So you're accessing both the team layer one and Got the standard. Okay, awesome. So so uh, I have a quick question, and then I want to jump into sort of the coding with Cairo and programming language. But the first question is, where is Starknet in terms of a mainnet launch uh, and 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 the DeFi ecosystem that would I would assume follow that? Yes. So so standard was launched to mainnet. In I think it was November 2021, so it's been on mainnet since more than one year, and we have some some different projects that you can already use. You can go into started.io slash ecosystem to find everything uh, that that you want in that terms. But you can you can already mention some like uh, uh, diff, uh, seed swap, Jedi swap. A couple of uh, of, the, of these projects that, are, that that you can swap your tokens with, and uh, I don't have more in mind right now on top of Starnet. But uh, yes, please go to the ecosystem side on, on Starnet so you can see everything that that, that we have in that yep, sense. I, I'm I'm loading it up now, and it looks like there's there's a lot of projects on here. I know I know a project that we're actually going to be partnering with is Blockbytes, is zk Lend, a uh, lending protocol that that's ah, right, on, yeah. on Starnet. So there's 
lots of protocols, I think, from a DeFi perspective um, coming to the StarkNet ecosystem, uh, and, and for a lot of good reasons, it seems like. So, so you mentioned the Cairo programming language. Um, you know, if anybody's a builder in the audience or if there are, you know, our builders end up listening to this after the fact because it's going to be available on YouTube, um, you know, you, you wrote a custom language in Cairo uh, and, and didn't necessarily go with the EVM, you know, the Ethereum virtual machine. Um, you know, why did you do that? Well, it sounds like there's a lot of reasons and it's, it's mostly functional as to why you did that. But, you know, for coding in Cairo uh, and Cairo is a programming language, like what do builders need to know? Um, and, and, you know, sort of like, is you know, like, what would you say about Cairo in terms of its connection to, you know, the way that people are used to building? Uh, that's a great question. So, so Cairo is a, a new language, a programming language, and you know, a lot of people, for example, the single GVMs, I have heard them uh, talk about this this stuff, and they prefer to leverage all the already already tools that are built on top of of, of Ethereum. So, th this I'm going to talk about developer experience, not user experience okay. right now. So we were talking before use, about sure. user experience. Now with developer experience, these still GVMs projects are trying to leverage all the tooling, all the projects that are already available on Ethereum in order for people to easily use still knowledge but also use Solidity, for example, as a programming language. So we decided that this was not the way to go in order to really, really scale Ethereum. So we decided to create our own language that is called Cairo. And we actually have built a very nice community. Uh, we have leveraged the power also, as you mentioned before, of Chainlink, a huge project like Chainlink and Open Zeppelin, in order to provide ease of use for people that are trying to use Cairo. So Cairo is like a very, it's very similar in syntax. It's kind of like Rust with some changes for smart contracts. So Rust is a very common programming language for that, that is being used in, in a lot of different uh, settings, for example, in artificial intelligence yep. and so on, and also in cryptography and crypto projects right now. So uh, Cairo is basically, basically Rust, but with some small changes in order for, for, if you already know Rust, it's very, very simple for you to use Cairo. If you don't know Rust, it's also not, 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 hard, not hard at all to use Cairo. And we have a, a, a very nice education program called Basecamp. You can go into, you can search for StarNet Basecamp and you can see uh, all the free material that is available there. And uh, you can pick me if you want to get started with coding in Cairo and uh, it will be very simple for you. Fantastic. So it sounds like there's a lot of developer resources and tools for understanding and programming in Cairo. Yeah. Uh, I read something about a generic proof service, a GPS. So like, uh, you know, Cairo's is connected to GPS in some way, shape, or form. Is that is that worth talking about? Oh no, no, I I don't think so. To be honest, I'm not very very familiar with GPS, but but no, no, no. This is this a, a bit different. Uh, yes, yes, Got it's it. different. Okay, uh, figured I would throw it out there. <laughs> um, so you know, and, and so it sounds like you know, uh, you know, the the programming language is Cairo. Uh, there's already a ton of developers that are, are building on on StarkNet yeah. as a permissionless layer two for Ethereum. Um, you know, what about like from a user experience, wallets, bridges, things like that. You know, what is the what what is the user experience uh, when using um, you know when using applications built on StarkNet? Yeah, that that is a good question. So what we're doing in StarkNet, we we are it's it's our company ethos. It's our are, are not, not only the Star Wars ethos, but also the StarNet community ethos. That is to try to to focus more in the part of building stuff. So we want to build a supply of 
different services for people and train as much people as possible in order to for, in, in order for them to build very cool stuff on top of Starnet so we can have better user experience. So we're trying to improve the developer experience for them in order for, for, for them to improve the, the user experience. So uh, a couple of projects are already building some very cool stuff in, in a standard, for example, uh, regarding wallets, you can use the Bravos wallet. It's very, very cool. B-R-A-A-V-O-S, Bravos okay. wallet, or the Argen X wallet. Both wallets are very, very interesting. They are, <laughs> they are uh, competitors in between them, so they are very aggressive in this sense. So they are innovating a lot of stuff that is, again, only, only available in a standard. For example, uh, Argent is uh, providing more, more. Uh, sorry, Bravo is providing some special type of security for the users. Imagine that you lost your seed phrase. Now you can recover your account. You can recover your account even if you lost your seed phrase. This is something very, very new, very interesting, and that helps a lot the user experience. So you lost your password, you can recover your password too. Uh, you have a big transaction that you, that you have to pass. Maybe you can uh, make this transaction, uh, uh, make this transaction, but also. I don't know, may, maybe give uh, Argent or Bravos the ability for them to check that this transaction is is very likely to be a scam. So they can tell you, hey, beware this this website because it could be a scam. This is something that you don't have in the team layer one. So this this they are already improving the using experience, the user experience for people getting to see you and into starting. So we have these wallets. Also, we have a couple bridges. The most important one, the official one, is called Stark Gate. And it's for you to bridge between it between a layer two and layer one. And we have a couple other uh, bridges like layer swap that, that allows you to bridge uh, resources between layer twos or orbiter finance. But uh, yes, I think that the most innovative projects right now are on, on the wallet side where you right now you have the, the, the chance to have something very, very secure but also that allows you to recover your account, which is very common and it's normal and it's necessary. It's something like you, you do with your Instagram account or, or whatever. You, you, this is something that we we need to have in Web3 right. in order for, for, for onboard people. Yep. Right? To, to drive mass adoption, ease of use. Uh, exactly. It's a huge, huge blocker in Web3. And I think that lots of folks are trying to yeah. solve that. It sounds like you guys uh, are certainly on the way to, to coming up with solutions for those problems. So, um, Exactly. So, you know, so we're, we're nearing the, uh, the 50 something minute mark here. So, you know, it, you know, you guys have been around since 2018 building aggressively. You've had massive, uh, innovation. You know, you've really been pioneers of innovation when it comes to, to, um, you know, the validity proof or, or ZK space, uh, which, you know, now is, is, is pretty much all the talk when it comes to Ethereum is, is, you know, since the merge and all the things that are come coming after it. So, you know, what do you see as the catalyst, uh, for StarkNet to, to really start to catch fire? Um, and, and, you know, what are you excited about and, and where can people, you know, where, where should people look to learn more sort of as you guys start to scale out uh, more dApps and more experiences and, and change kind of the, 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 the future of Ethereum? I think the, that is a very, very good question. I think the catalyst for, for StarNet or for Zero Knowledge, you know, to, to, to really, really start having a lot of users is to have something that is really out of the box. Like, uh, like we were talking before, something that is so, uh, like baking something or potato fries, something that is completely different from what is available right now in layer one and that actually people can use. 
so we're, that's why we're training a lot of a lot of developers for them to to leverage all their creativity, all their life experience, their work experience in order to create something that is completely different. Something that comes to mind right now, for example, is Sorare. So Sorare is this is this French company that is building NFTs for you to play fantasy football or fantasy soccer. They actually sign a, a contract with the MLB and the NBA. So you can have uh, NFTs from these players and then you can trade them and their money and so on. But if you look at their website, you will look that it doesn't even say the word NFT. So they say tradable digital cards. They are actually NFTs. Wow. Okay. But they don't, they are not mentioning this. So, and, and the bear market didn't even exist for them. It was, uh, it didn't even, even exist for them. Uh, they, they have a lot of users. They are leveling the power of, of zero knowledge, Starks, and the security of Ethereum in order to do this, build something that is basically import, impossible in layer one. I think they are using a kind of structure and they are also using the NFTs technology. A kind of structure because if you create your own account in, uh, with, with, with Sorare, you don't even notice that you are working with a blockchain. But, but, it, but behind it, there is a blockchain. So, so, the, so all the assets are your own assets. So Sorare cannot take custody of your assets. So this is very, very interesting. This is a, a, the first example, but, but we're waiting for these developers to build something that, that blow everybody's mind. But for starters, please look at Sorare. It's very, very interesting what they are doing. They are leveraging all this power to build something that the, the bear market doesn't even touch. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it sounds like uh, so rare, which, you know, I think a lot of folks are familiar with, we're, we're building on Stark X uh, and leveraging account abstraction and bringing, you know, fantasy things like fantasy football, soccer uh, to the blockchain space. And, and it sounds like people may not even know uh, that it was built on Stark X. Is, is that a fair assumption? Yeah. 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 A lot of people don't even, that's maybe a marketing issue that we have right now that, that a lot of people don't know, for example, that Immutable X is built on top of StarkX, DYDX, and also Sorare. A lot of people don't even know that Sorare is a blockchain game for startups. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think another huge catalyst for StarkNet as a permissionless layer to do Ethereum is going to be a thriving De DeFi ecosystem. And it sounds like you guys uh, have a lot of folks that are building on StarkNet currently. Uh, and, you know, as in my experience in the space since 2017, as DeFi begins to flourish, uh, that means that uh, liquidity generally begins to follow and, and users uh, love to chase liquidity and love to chase opportunity. So uh, could certainly be another great catalyst for Starknet uh, as you start to scale out the permissionless right. you know, smart contract layer too. That That is right. That is right. We have a couple of DeFi projects like and uh, the, the YDX or Reno 5 on top of StarkX, that they are building, that they are uh, a lot of transactions, huge transactions, high frequency trading using the YDX, for example. And also in StarNet, we have a Jedi Swap, a Seed Swap, and a couple more. Uh, but, but indeed, uh, what you're saying is that we are, uh, you're right, we're missing more liquidity, we're missing a, a more opportunities in there. But that's why we're trying to build more and more projects that can uh, bring all this liquidity and an and opportunity for people to, to get into the DeFi ecosystem in, in, on top of Starnet. All right, I love it. So if you're just if you're just joining us, uh, we've gone through a ton of a ton of things. An introduction to Starkware, uh, you know, t explaining Starks and what they actually mean from a validity proof, zero knowledge proof perspective. What is StarkX? Uh, the permissionless layer two in StarkNet. 
and, and many different ways that you can, can interact as a user, whether it's wallets or bridges, uh, and the flourishing DeFi ecosystem that is, you know, that is to come in terms of StarkNet itself, uh, and different ways for developers to leverage Cairo programming language. So we've covered a ton of ground. Uh, so Omar, I would ask you, you know, I, I've, you know, is there anything else that I maybe haven't asked that you think is, is worth chatting about or that you want to share with the community? And we'll open it up to questions if there are any. Oh, th thank you. Thank you very much. I think that like a brief summary that I could make right now is that Starnet is providing Starnet and Star Wars products like Starnet and StarKix. Actually, I wouldn't say that Starnet is a product from Star Wars right now. It's is uh, in charge of the Starnet Foundation, with, which was recently built, and we're working on decentralization and open source. But but basically, what we're trying to do is something completely different from from what you are what you can build on top of Ethereum, but without forgetting the decentralization and security of Ethereum. So something that is very fast, very cheap, very secure, thanks to Ethereum, but also that can provide you with something that is really out of the box, like a kind of structure and other powers, like for example, security in other in other terms, for example, quantum uh, proof security thanks to the Starks, something that is, that is not available on Ethereum. So we're trying to bring the best of, of both worlds like Ethereum and also off-chain transactions for, for them to be cheap and, and, and getting something that is very, very new, very interesting. The, the ecosystem that is the, the builder's ecosystem on top of StarNet, which is the one that we're prioritizing right now, is, is very nice. We have a lot of geniuses working on, on very cool stuff. And uh, after this, I think we will have a lot of very nice projects that can that that will leverage all the account structure powers and and other uh, features in order to provide user experience for people that want to go into DeFi into NFTs and they want to work with them. So so wait for it. We will have something very interesting for you. Uh, this is completely different. It's very interesting. We are pioneers, but we are also uh, following trend and and trying to 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 build something that is completely new and completely out of the box. I love it. I love it. So I'm, I'm, I've got one, one question for you, and then we'll open up to actual questions uh, from the audience if there are any. But and then sure. I don't want to put you, uh, you know, against the, the flame or the fire here. But uh, you know, there, there's some very <laughs> large, um, you know, Ethereum layer twos that have launched up in, in Arbitrum and, and Polygon with, you know, with the talks of zkVM, quote unquote, being very close, uh, and optimism, and, and you know, some of its optimistic roll up, some of its zero knowledge. Uh, you guys have been around since 2018. You've processed, you know, um, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of transactions. It sounds like using this technology, it sounds yes. like you guys are are way ahead of this game compared to most in this space. You know, what would you say makes you different? Because you know, the one the other folks I named are very very sort of maybe even household names at this point. Um, you know, what what makes you different in this space or uh, or potentially better uh, than some of the larger competition, which makes a lot of noise with marketing. I think that it will be three things. The, the first one is that we have a lot, as, as you mentioned, we have millions and millions of transactions processed. So that, uh, that, that, give us, that gave us a lot of experience of what is good, what is wrong, what is okay, what is not. So we have improved our product a lot with this couple of years. This is something that, again, only experience gives you. So, so we, are, we have a lot of experience in that sense. Uh, second, we have a huge, uh, well, it's not a huge, but it's a big community of very talented builders that they they come to the conclusion that what they want to build can only be built on top of a startup. So, so they come to us and they start building very cool, very cool stuff. And they really keep, uh, they, they really stay with us because they like what we're doing and, and the roadmap that we are building. And third and finally is because we 
we, what, what we do to attract these very talented builders is for is 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 for them to be to have the ability to do very different stuff that is not available in other layer tools that actually are not on mainnet. But but neither you can you can do you cannot do them in other layer ones or even in Ethereum like a can abstraction and other different powers. So those three different those three things is what really differentiates us from other projects. And that's my own opinion. That's that's a great opinion. It's a fantastic answer to to, to what <laughs> is probably a difficult question. So you know, in in summary, you've got huge protocols uh, leveraging Starkware technology, be it StarkX or Starkware and Immutable X and SoRare. Uh, DeFi products like or protocols, excuse me, like like Didex, uh, DYDX, uh, and zk Lend, who I see is, is here listening, uh, actively building right. on Starknet. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, really exciting things happening uh, across the Starkware portfolio in terms of tech. Uh, and so, you know, if any, you know, for the folks that are listening, if you have questions, I would say, you know, go ahead and, and raise your hand, and I can bring you on stage if there's, you know, if there's questions for for Omar specifically. Uh, and and while we wait to see, you know, whether folks have questions or not, uh, Omar. So, w- you know, what's the best way for folks that are interested to learn more about the ecosystem, uh, to learn more about uh, sort of what Starkware is up to? What's what's the best way to get in touch with you guys or, or learn about your products and services? Sure. Uh, for starters, you can you can pick me on on Twitter. You can send me a DM and. I can try to get you for what you want. Uh, if you want to learn what what is on top of the ecosystem, what projects are already building on top of Starnet, you can go into starnet.io slash ecosystem and see all the projects that we have. Uh, if you want to start coding and creating and building cool stuff on top of Starnet and join this very privileged uh, group of builders, you can go and look for Starnet. Basecamp, you can look for it in Google and you will find some a, a, a GitHub repo and start learning Cairo or join our Telegram groups. Uh, just ping me if you want the link for the Telegram groups. The, those are for builders, for for people that are want, wanting to code. So the, those are different ways to, to get in touch with the Starnet ecosystem. Uh, you, uh, try to use Immutable, Sorare. Uh, try to see really, really... I, I really recommend to use Immutable X and Sorare. For example, in the Sorare experience, it's like... It's, a, it's like a lesson that I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but they are actually showing us a lesson on how to build something that is actually profitable on top of the blockchain ecosystem, right? It has a lot of lessons for us to learn, and yeah, we, we can use it and learn a lot from them. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So there's you know, tons of different resources for you to, to, to learn more about the Starkware, Starknet um, ecosystem and, and all the builders that are utilizing it. So... Uh, again, I'm going to make a call to action here to see if anybody has any questions. Happy to bring you up on stage. Uh, simply request a, a chance to raise your hand, and I'll be happy to bring you up. And we'll give folks a couple seconds uh, and see if anybody would like sure. to do that. But um, no problem. But Omar, I, I've very much enjoyed this, and I've learned a ton myself. And I've been super, you know, just so looking forward to this chat because, you know, the, the the L2 narrative is a massive one in 2023, and I feel like it's only growing and gaining momentum, uh, you know, rapidly day after day. So uh, you've been so gracious to answer so many you know technical questions that are that are really really frankly hard to explain, uh, but you did it in a way that that really makes sense. Oh. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invitation to Blog Bites. I'm very very happy to be here. Happy to talk with the community. Please. Please feel free to ping me anytime. And yes, yes, and I'm very, very curious for 
why why you guys why you folks at Blockbytes decided to to start your 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 space sessions with the Starnet when Star Wars? What what interested you about Starnet and Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, the, the, like I said, the layer two narrative is is such a uh, it's it's such a audience grabbing, attention grabbing narrative that's that's going on in the space, and we, we feel like it's only going to be gaining momentum as Ethereum continues to roll out their new roadmap. And you guys have been around since 2018, and and you know, I read a lot of different Twitter threads on on the different Ethereum uh, layer twos that are scaling or going to be scaling the future of Ethereum. Uh, and you guys constantly come up as OGs in this space. And so what better reason or what better way to start a uh, Monday Twitter spaces yeah. when it comes to L2s than talk to uh, some of the pioneers in the L2 space uh, in, in Starkware and StarkNet. So for me, it was pure curiosity and really the desire to learn more. And, and hopefully our audience is able to, uh, to to play this back, which which for all of you who are or on or, 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 you know, if you tell your friends or listen after, we'll be posting it on, on Twitter. But uh, this entire conversation will be available on YouTube immediately after this with timestamps. So you can go back uh, and hopefully we can share it throughout the discords uh, across the, the Starkware, you know, StarkNet, Starkware ecosystems. So folks can listen to this conversation again. But, but really, it was curiosity to sit down with sure. an OG in the L2 space as you guys are pioneering technology that everybody else is talking about, but you've actually been about it. That that is that is great to hear because indeed we don't have like a massive uh, marketing or business development strategy, so we're very focused on on building on engineering stuff. So people that come to us is are actually people that that know their, their they they know their their geek right. They know that that the starting is something special, something different, and uh, and they do their own research and come to us. So so it's very interesting to me. And thank you very much for for inviting us. You are you are very welcome, my friend. So. As I said, uh, this this Twitter Spaces will be available immediately following this on YouTube. Uh, definitely, I, I would say for everybody who's interested in the L2 space, uh, it is time to check out Starkware and the products of, of StarkX and StarkNet, uh, where these guys are literally turning moon math into production-grade efficient software running on Ethereum. Uh, and they are not just talking about it. They have literally processed uh, hundreds of millions of transactions and billions of dollars worth of volume dating back to, it sounds like 2020 and, and maybe before. So, uh, Omar, thank you so much for your time, man. It's, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing down the rabbit hole uh, that is Starkware and the protocols that you guys support. <laughs> Perfect. Feel free to ping us with, with any question, and we're happy to be here with you. Thanks. You're very welcome. So, guys, uh, for all the listeners today, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Clay from Blockbytes. It is always a pleasure to sit down with you if you have not met me, heard me, seen me. Uh, Blockbytes is live every day at noon Eastern with a variety of shows, be it the Blockbytes Daily Show or Across the Chains on Fridays. Uh, every day at noon, you can catch some type of content from us. Uh, you know, again, StarkNet is is certainly bringing the alpha to Ethereum mainnet. Uh, and uh, we will also be putting out an article that we've written about what is Starkware, what is StarkNet, and why should you care, uh, which will be dropping, I believe, tomorrow uh, in conjunction to this Twitter spaces. So, again, Omar, thank you for your time. Everybody who tuned in, thanks for listening, and uh, we will catch you on the next one. <laughs>